Welcome to the very first episode of the On the Clock Sports podcast. I am Trayvon Hastings. I am here with Matt Lensick. And today we're going to be doing our personal top 12 mock drafts for this upcoming NFL draft. Uh, As an Eagles fan and as a Giants fan for Matt, we decided to do top 12 because our teams stink and we're drafting high this year. So uh, Matt, I would like to kick it off with you and get your first pick for your mock. So let's begin. All right. Yeah. First, uh, that was pretty accurate. Yeah. Both our teams suck. Um, so uh, I think the obvious choice for the Jaguars, it's, it's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's generational talent. I mean, probably the best prospect we've seen since Andrew Luck. He's in. He's up there with one, like up there with Luck, Peyton Manning, and John Elway is in terms of greatest talents, generational talents of all time. I think it's an obvious pick. I, I mean, we've been since his freshman year at Clemson. We've been hearing how good he is, and that he'll be the first pick this year. So I, I think it's an obvious choice. It's Trevor Lawrence. Yep, I 100% agree with you. Hit it on the ball. I don't think we have to go too in-depth on that one. So I also have Trevor Lawrence mocked with Jacksonville at one. Urban Meyer gets his guy. And the Jaguars get their foundational piece for the future, hopefully. And off to number two with the Jets. I, as much as I would love to put Justin Fields here, I have to go with Zach Wilson because that's what's been rumored for a solid month now. And I think it just makes sense for the Jets to go with Zach Wilson. They just traded Sam Darnold. And in terms of how these guys have been rated, the concerns with Wilson aren't the same as what they are with Fields. With Fields, it's mostly like reading the field and his progressions and anticipating throws. With Wilson, we're getting some teams that think he's actually better than Lawrence and he has Mahomes-like potential. So if the Jets want that, you go and you get it. You don't sit and wait on it or you hope for it. You go and you get it. So I'm going to mock Zach Wilson to the New York Jets. I got the same thing. I think just based off of the rumors we're hearing right now, they seem to be in love with him. They love his pro day. I, I can't see them going with anyone else. If they do, it'd be Fields. I mean, I don't think that now, now that they traded Donald, it's going to be a quarterback. Um before that, I would have said Penny Sewell, but not at this point. It's going to be Zach Wilson. For sure. With the third pick, now we have the San Francisco 49ers who recently traded up for it. And this is tough for me because as much as we're hearing reports about Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, I'm going to mock Trey Lance to the San Francisco 49ers because I want to see Trey Lance succeed, and I think it's the best fit for Trey Lance. Kyle Shanahan has not had a quarterback like Trey Lance for his scheme and his system. He's had guys like Matt Ryan, which is why they're probably pursuing Mac Jones because there's a comparison there. There are very similar quarterbacks, but Trey Lance is very dynamic. His speed his accuracy, 
his decision making. He only had one career interception at North Dakota State. Now, some of that you could argue is because of the level of competition, but I don't look at that as much of a concern with Trey Lance because we've seen guys like Carson Wentz and Tony Romo play in the FCS as well. So I'm going to mock Trey Lance to North, to the San Francisco 49ers. I, I can totally see that. And like you said, like FCS guys, it doesn't really matter. We've seen all those guys come out and play well. We uh, Along with the guys you mentioned, Joe Flacco as well. Um, but I'm going to go with a, a different quarterback. I'm going to go with Justin Fields. Uh, I think he's just the third, the second best. I think he's the second best quarterback available. But I agree uh, with you there. I, the, the Jets are going to go with Wilson. I think that the Niners just, I think he's, I think that's what they're going to go with because I think they're just going to take best available in terms of quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. And the rumors say that they're still going to keep Garoppolo. So I think the idea for them is for him to not necessarily mentor him, but just for this year to have Jimmy G play his contract out. And then after this year, just let him go, see how he does. I think they're trying to get his value up before they move on from him. So, yeah. And let those guys really let those guys sit for a year before they play. And that's what was supposed to happen with a guy like Justin Herbert until we saw Tyrod Taylor get his lung punctured. Exactly. It you never know in the NFL. That's it's it's crazy what a lung being punctured can do for a guy like Justin Herbert. But exactly. And of course, we've seen the guys who do sit, they tend to uh most times they tend to come out well. I mean, we saw Mahomes, obviously. That's the big one. Mahomes Mahomes is definitely the the outlier of the group for sure. Yeah. So at fourth, we have the Atlanta Falcons who probably won't be picking here in a couple of weeks, let's be mm-hmm. honest, probably will be trading out. There's rumors the Eagles might trade back in if a QB falls. So we'll see what happens. My Eagles, they give me heart attacks. I might find Howie Roseman one of these days. But <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to mock Kyle Pitts with this to the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. Now, I'm doing this as a – I'm doing this pick because – I'm going to go under the assumption the Falcons are trying to win right now. Drew Brees just retired. Tom Brady, as we know, he's probably going to play until he's 50 now. And you look at the, and they, and the Panthers just got Sam Darnold. So the Panthers are the team best set up for the future, in my opinion, for this division. Maybe the Saints. You could argue the Saints. And you could still argue the Bucks. However, the Bucks have the most talent-driven roster to win right now oh yeah so looking at the falcons matt ryan still probably has a couple two three good years left of really solid quarterback play i still think he's a top 15 quarterback in the league and i don't think it's time yet for them to draft a quarterback and just let him sit for a couple years i don't think this is a brett Favre, aaron Rodgers situation it's definitely it would definitely be a much lower level of that so Imagine Kyle Pitts with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst. That is insane. All they would need to do is get a running back and get consistent run blocking. And that offense is already good, but that would make it a great offense. Then they need to shore up on their defense. That's why they're going to trade down ultimately is to work on their defense. But getting Kyle Pitts, then when Julio ages and you have to move on from him, Kyle Pitts can fill right into that role and you have Pitts and Ridley for years to come, even with a different quarterback and not having Julio Jones. So I think Kyle Pitts, knowing the transcendent player he is, being a 
hybrid tight end wide receiver type being 6'6", 240. He ran a, basically a 4'4". He's oh, yeah. insane. I personally would take Pitts over Jamar Chase. It's just my preference because of the dynamic ability of him. I think he has Calvin Johnson potential. And for that reason, I mock Kyle Pitts at four. Oh, I could definitely see them going with Pitts. I mean, he's one of the greatest. I, I think it's safe to say he's one of the greatest tight end prospects we've seen. He's an athletic freak. He's just an all-around great player. But I don't think they're going to. I do think they're going to take a quarterback. I, I, I think they're taking Trey Lance. Um, I think that, look, I, I do think Matt Ryan's time in Atlanta is coming to an end. Uh, I think Julio Jones's time in Atlanta is coming to an end. I think they this will be their both their last seasons there. And I feel like just bringing in a quarterback, having him sit behind, I think it's safe to say he's one of, I wouldn't say one of the greatest, but he's definitely, go. he, he can be considered up there. Um, just one of the all-around better quarterbacks of the era. Um, have just ha- get him meant to mentor a, a young guy. Um, I think that'd be a great move, and especially if they're building towards the future, which they definitely are. I mean, four and twelve last year, you know. Um, I, I think that they will look because Matt Ryan's thirty six. I mean, how much longer would he right. have anyway if they were if they weren't going to move on for him? So, I think that'll be the move. Um, I, I that's just my what I see. All right, so. Next up is the Bengals at five. And I feel like they're going to go with an offensive tackle. They're going to go Panay Sewell, who is the best one available by far. Just Joe Burrow, he was the first pick last year. You need to protect him. And they, they, they made some moves to the offensive line. They did sign a tackle. Drawing a blank on his name, I'm sorry. But um, – they did sign a tackle, but I feel like you need to go with Panay Sewell. I know Burrow wants Jamar Chase. That was his guy at LSU, but it, it just doesn't make much sense here to me. I mean, the dude literally just destroyed his leg last season because he had no offensive line. He, he needs it, and I think that that's what the Bengals are going to do. They're going to give him the protection. They're going to draft Panay Sewell. I actually, I actually agree with you on that. The – Cincinnati Bengals, as much as Joe Burrow is going to plead for Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. which I already know is happening because we're seeing reports of them saying that Jamar Chase is their guy. Sewell should be their guy because we saw Joe Burrow essentially get hit more than one leg at Alex Smith last season. I mean, oh, yeah. He he got beat up in the pocket, and I'm pretty sure it was against Washington. It might have been against Washington when he tore his ACL. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, it was. It was. And it was a brutal-looking ACL tear. I mean, that was hard to watch. But oh yeah, a guy like Burrow with all that talent, that's that's the type of injury that can set you back. And now, now it's one of those situations where it's like Justin Herbert's better than he, – he might be better than Joe Burrow. It's just like when we're looking at situations with, like, Kyle Kuzma's better than Jason Tatum. We look at it now, it's like that's not it's even like, yeah. fair. It's like it's not even fair. But, like, the, as much as Jamar Chase is, like, that great, Sewell is the best tackle prospect we've seen in an extremely long time. He might be the best ever in terms of prospects that we've I seen see that. Yeah. for a very long time. And he and it's going to be that way probably for a long time coming. We may not we may not see a guy like him for a while. So 
for for Cincinnati, who's set up to draft a tackle, and for them to pass up on that, first of all, that'd be a that's the definition of the Cincinnati Bengals if they do that. But yeah, I feel like now's the time for them to change the culture of their franchise and not make that same mistake that they would have made 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago. And it's time for them to like not do that. So I also have Suell mocked to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. I, I, that, that's really, in my opinion, the only choice I, and to me, I don't feel they need to even draft a receiver. I feel like Burroughs got some pretty good weapons. I like, Tyler Boyd, I like uh, – they drafted T. Higgins last year. I like him. Auden Tate's an underrated receiver. I think they're pretty set for at least this season. I don't know what they're thinking after, but for at least this season, I think they're fine with receivers. Yeah, I agree with you there. Auden Tate is for – no, for a wide receiver three, he is 6'5". I mean, he's pretty big, but he's a pretty solid receiver when he gets opportunities. And Exactly. The one area of concern for them is tight end. So if maybe Pitts was available, they take him. But a guy like Pat Fryermuth in round two wouldn't be a bad pick for Cincinnati exactly. to fill the tight end hole. So yes. they have other options. The wide receiver class is extremely deep. So a lot of these teams who may not take a receiver in the first round, they can do the same thing in round two. Yes. And we'll get to this later in the mock, especially with my Eagles. But it's the same thing with the corners. If you're not if you're not gonna take them in round one, there's a lot of guys in round two and round three that you can take that aren't quite as good, but they're pretty pretty good for round two, round three prospects. So oh yeah, it makes sense. All right, so, so uh, with, yeah, now now we got the Dolphins. Yes, um, I they could also go O line. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to take Jamar Chase. Uh, get just get two of some weapons. I mean, Devontae Parker is by no means a bad receiver. I mean, we 1,200 yards a few years ago, but I, I don't think he's a wide receiver one. And I and look, you need to get, like I said, you need to get two of some weapons. This is the year, look, I, it was only his rookie year last year, but he didn't impress anyone. This is his year to really impress people. I mean, he's free from Shan Gailey. He's free from, he, he, he should have the full range to the offense. I hope he does. Um, I mean, his, his run game isn't great, but. He, you surround him with weapons. I, I think he's got a good tight end in Gasicki. I mean, you just throw another receiver out there. He, he should be good. I mean, you drafted a ton of offensive line last year. You surround him with somewhat protection there. Um, so I, I think they just need to get him a wide receiver one. I think, I think it's Jamar Chase. I agree with you again. If Jamar Chase is available, they will take him because in my scenario, Kyle Pitts is off the board. If Kyle Pitts is here, I actually think they take him because, again, he's that whole hybrid thing, that whole hybrid situation. But for them, they signed Will Fuller, which was a terrific signing for one year. And then you have Devontae Parker. They need a long-term guy because I doubt Will Fuller is going to resign. So Jamar Chase is a perfect guy to fill that void Mm -hmm. for the future after Will Fuller has gone. But even for this season, that's a very dynamic three-receiver set that you can – Oh, throw yeah. out because Will Fuller down the field is insane. And even then, Jamar Chase can do the exact same things Will Fuller can. He may not be the burner that Will Fuller is, but Jamar Chase provides a lot of the same traits. And he can be a deep ball, 50-50 ball type guy as well. So Jamar Chase, one of the best receiver prospects we've seen in a long time as well. I also have him mocked at number six for the Miami Dolphins. 
Yeah, and I completely forgot that they signed Will Fuller. So add him in there. That's a that's a pretty good receiving core, I'd say. Yeah, so no excuses for Tua this year. I truly believe that. They just need to get a running back in there, and they have the picks to do it because they have two more first-round picks. So. Oh, yeah. At number seven, we have the Detroit Lions, the oh, yeah. pit of misery in Detroit. So uh, I have no idea what they're going to do. I have heard zero reports of what they're going to do. Yeah. After Dan Campbell's uh, introdu- introductory speech, I'm honestly, I, I would assume they would take a lineman. I think that would fit the criteria of biting kneecaps. I, I hope. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Rashawn Slater would maybe make some sense here. I don't know if they really have a big hole to fill on their offensive line, though. Um, in my mock, since Pitts and Chase are gone, I don't know. With Kenny Galladay being gone, I actually do think it makes sense that the Lions maybe pursue a guy like Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell. So I'm going to actually mock Devontae Smith to the Detroit Lions because that'll give Jared Goff, oh God, of all people, someone to throw the ball to as a quote-unquote replacement for Kenny Galladay. So they don't really have any receivers because Marvin Jones is gone too. So they have to fill it with somebody. So we know what Devontae Smith did last season. I'm not going to go too in-depth on it, but Detroit's going to get their guy at seven. I'm in agreement there. And I, I know he's dropping Devontae Smith, concerned about his size, his weight. But I, I think that that's going to be their guy because even if they do make a mistake, they're the kings of making mistakes, so they'll stick to it. But I, th- I think that they do need to get a receiver. Um, you, like you said, Galladay and Jones are gone. Who's the number one receiver right now? Quintez Cephas. I mean, yeah, you like, need, I don't even know. Exactly. You need someone and for Jared Goff to throw to, and look, we saw Jared Goff, the Super Bowl year, he had his weapons. He had healthy Cooper cup. He had, uh, Robert Woods was there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they had Brandon cooks that year. Yeah. Too, they had Brandon so. cooks that year. So he had his fair share of weapons and he did pretty damn good that season. He was a pro bowler. And, of course, obviously, they made it to the Super Bowl where they absolutely blew up. But, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, that they just need to get him some weapons. It'll be Devontae Smith. Next year, it'll be Sam Howell. Ideally, yes. Sam Howell or Spencer Rattler. That would be the plan. I mean, I'm not too high. Personally, for me, I'm not too high on any of those guys. But they're better than Jared Goff. So, yeah. They're better, yeah. So I mean, for the Lions, that is the plan. I would say because you get Smith with Hawkinson, that is a rather dynamic, I think, one-two punch. If yeah. Goff can get the ball to them, so I think that's I think that's a good pick for the Lions. So number pick number eight, who do we have here? Carolina Panthers. Yes, ooh, goody. They took they traded for Sam Darnold like last week. So. I previously had them mocking and taking a quarterback. So now I have to change this. And, well, I'm going to have them taking Rashawn Slater, the offensive lineman from Northwestern. We don't want to make the same mistakes that the New York Jets made with Sam Darnold. So we're going to protect him with the second best lineman in this draft behind Sewell. And we're going to make sure Sam Darnold can actually get the ball to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, his favorite target when he was on the Jets. Mm Mm-hmm. And Christian McCaffrey gets more run protection. Yeah, I, I could totally see him take an offensive line. 
I mean, they, they just overpaid a bunch of them. So I don't know if they're going to go with it, but uh, the one thing other than O-line that they're lacking is in right now is tight end. I mean, it was Ian, Ian Thomas this year. Uh, yep. I, I think they're going to go Kyle Pitts if he makes it this far. Um, like we, like I mentioned earlier, one of the more, probably one of the best tight end prospects of all time. Um, and I mean, look, you're surrounding, you've already got Donald weapons in DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, just give them one more. And look, they lost Curtis Samuel this year. They easily, they could go receiver. I highly doubt that they will. Um, I don't think there's any chance to do it, but I think they go Kyle Pitts. I think tight end is something that they definitely need since Greg Olson left, uh, or got hurt then left. So I I think he'll be the pick. Yeah. And that if Pitts is there, I would 100% change that and go with Pitts because tight end is their most glaring need for sure. Ian Thomas is, he has his games here and there, but he's definitely not a tight end one for any NFL rosters. So Pitts is definitely the pick for Carolina if he's there. Number nine, Denver Broncos. This is the most interesting pick of the top 10 because I agree with that. If it's interesting because there's mixed signals on Drew Locke and there's a guy who I have not mocked yet and it's Justin Fields. And you know what? I'm going to mock him right here. I'm going to mock Justin Fields to the Denver Broncos at number nine. He's going to slip and he's going to fall to them. And Izzy, if you're watching, you got your guy. So you're welcome. Be happy with my mock. You know, he's the second best quarterback in this class. I don't have any doubts about that. The concerns with him are his ability to read the field, read defenses, and quite honestly, anticipate throws and throw his receivers open. I mean, those are all, to me, fixable things. With with a guy like Zach Wilson, I've heard things about his character and things like that. And with Zach Wilson, you could argue the competition level as well. So it's kind of like pick your poison with the guys. I prefer Fields because I watched him all season and I know what he can do. Mm-hmm. I don't see a lot of weaknesses in his game. So I think Denver getting Fields is definitely an upgrade from Drew Locke. Oh, definitely. Now, yeah, I could totally see the Broncos going quarterback. Like I, I've got the first four picks being quarterbacks. So, I mean, none of them are dropping to me. I mean, I could say Mac Jones, but no. Um, I think they may just go best available. Um, I got them taking Micah Parsons. I mean, he's the best linebacker in the draft, in my opinion. Um, Don Miller's getting pretty old, so. Exactly. And he can pretty much, he's a pretty, I mean, he didn't play this season, but from what we saw, he can pretty much do it all. Um, he, I, I think that that'll be the guy. I mean, like I said, they don't have too many weaknesses. That, I mean, they signed, um, fuller and they brought back darby so i i think that it'll be uh i I think that it will definitely be uh just best available they'll go michael parsons i think for sure previously before denver went free agency galore on cornerbacks yep i think corner was definitely the pick but after they got gifted by the bears like 800 corners they they didn't need they didn't need them anymore. So exactly, I think I think Denver's pretty much in a pick your poison scenario here, and they're sitting in the perfect spot because if somebody drops, they can trade. I mean, I mean they can trade up. They can do whatever they want. I mean they can they're the perfect trade partner with Atlanta too because they have enough assets in my opinion to make a trade with Atlanta. Yeah, from nine to four and oh yeah, slide right in there and take Fields or Lance or whoever it is that they want. So. 
they're in a perfect spot. Oh, I definitely agree with that. They they don't need much. I mean, I would before this year, I would have definitely thought offensive line because I didn't see Garrett Bowles coming out and doing anything. Oh, one hundred percent. After That's his just a, brutal start to his career, I agree. Um, but he's they signed him to a four year extension after a great season, honestly. So I don't think that they 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 don't really need uh, much of anything. So yeah, I think they're just gonna go best available, Michael Parsons. Yep, and number ten, Jerry's world, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I want to call him the laughing stock of the NFL, but I can't do that as an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can as an Eagles fan, but whatever. So the Eagles, or not the Eagles, the Cowboys, whatever. So the Cowboys, they need defense. They need a lot of defense. Yeah. Micah Parsons on the board here. All of the cornerbacks are on the board here. They, uh, all the defensive ends are on the board here. I mean, they can do anything right here. They, if Kyle Pitts was here, we all know Jerry Jones would take him. Jalen Waddles here, so I doubt. I mean, there's no reason they should take him. But I'm going to mock to the Dallas Cowboys, Patrick Sertain, cornerback from Alabama. I think purely just off of talent and overall ability, I think he's the best corner in this class. There's obviously mixed views on that some think it's Farley some think it's JC Horn after his insane pro day but I'm not much of a pro day guy so I mm-hmm. like pro days but I don't like to go solely off of pro days so yeah I'm gonna go with certain just because even though he may not be a burner like Farley is he's the most healthy of the three I would say mm-hmm. and he has the most consistent ability so I think that's a really good pick for Dallas, especially after what they've lost in their secondary the last two seasons. So Patrick Sertain, corner from Alabama. That's my pick too. Their secondary has just been brutal to say the least. I mean, you drafted Trevon Diggs last year, which, you know, I didn't think he'd slip that far. So then they got him. Um, but other than that, I mean, you lost Cheetah Bay Wuzier this off season. So you, you have a hole at corner, so I think that'll be Pat Sertan. He's, he's the top-ranked corner in the draft. You really can't go wrong if, if you take him. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. And if they don't take corner, I will be shocked. Oh, unless, will. They take, unless they take defensive end, then I can understand it. But even then, it, does, it makes no sense, in my opinion, for them to not take corner. So it would definitely be surprising, I will say. But – now we get to your my, wonderful New York Giants. My New York Giants. All right. So, so they seem – I don't know why they seem to be – they feel that they're in the situation where they can just take best available. They're definitely not. They have glaring holes at offensive line, at linebacker. It, 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 they need an edge rusher. They're, I don't know what Mara's – why he feels they can draft best available. I got them taking Rashawn Slater. I mean – Look, you drafted Andrew Thomas at four last year. He didn't, he was hurt a little bit, but he did not produce. Um, you drafted Pert in the third round. You can maybe give him a chance, but I don't think that that's going to be, he's going to do much of anything. He, he looked good when he played, but he wasn't great. Um, you, you have Nate Solder, which just, why? Um, <laughs> they need someone to protect Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is oblivious in the pocket. That's his one glaring issue. It, it's not the falling in open fields. It's not the interceptions, the fumbles. 
Well, the fumbles are led to by him having a bad offensive line because he doesn't see anyone coming. I mean, five sacks by one player in one game, that should show you all you really need to know. That should never happen. That, exactly. And he was coming – I mean, Reddick was coming from everywhere. I mean, it, it, it's just the, – the Giants have failed to build an offensive line really since I'd say probably around like 2015 when they had something brewing um, until Eric Flowers absolutely just destroyed it all. But – I, I, they have to go offensive line. Slater's the second best one available. Uh, they supposedly love um, the receivers, but no, they, they're going with Rashawn Slater. Yeah, th- that's that should be the pick. I agree. They should take offensive line. I already mocked Slater, so I can't do that, unfortunately. So <laughs> I'm, and I also mocked the Devontae Smith, so I can't do that either. So I'm in a very tough spot with your Giants because – the last receiver I can do here because I have my Eagles next. So I can either do the last receiver. I can do Micah Parsons. You know, I'm in a very good spot. There's another offensive lineman who has had some mixed views and it's Christian Derisaw Mm -hmm. from Virginia tech. Now I don't know a whole lot about him. I've heard he's, he's pretty, he's pretty solid. Now he, I'm pretty sure he did play last season. And there's a chance he could rise on some boards. And in in an event like this where Slater would go to a team like Carolina, I think there's a chance, there's a chance the Giants may take a look at Derisaw. I also think it's plausible for the Giants to maybe take Parsons because they need linebacker help. But I'm going to mock Christian Derisaw to the Giants because I do think it's very (laughs) crucial that they try to help Daniel Jones. And so he doesn't become the second coming of Sam Darnold's butt fumble of a tenure with the New York Jets, basically. Yeah, I don't, yeah. You don't, you don't want to see that. I mean, you, you just don't. That's not what you want when you draft a quarterback as high as they drafted Daniel Jones. Exactly. So as, as much as Darisol might be a reach here, I think it's worth the risk because Quite honestly, Andrew Thomas wasn't worth the fourth overall pick. I don't oh, think he was. I don't think he was even the second best offensive tackle last year. I thought Becton and Worfs were better. Oh, same. And even Wells was better. And to be honest, they picked the worst of all all of them. Oh, so I completely agree with that. It, they failed miserably. Gettleman failed miserably right oh, there. Yeah. So it is what it is. They have a chance to redeem that pick this year, and hopefully, they don't mess it up. Exactly. Uh, now we get to your Eagles. Yes. So there, there's a receiver who I think you've been saving for them. So, so uh, why don't you go ahead? Yes. There's so much. Okay. The Eagles. So when they traded out of six, there was so much backlash. Like, why would you do this? You just lost Jamar Chase. You just lost Kyle Pitts. Now, as much as I loved mocking Kyle Pitts at six or Jamar Chase, I totally get why the Eagles did that because before they traded out, they were going to trade to three to draft Zach Wilson. Now we know Zach Wilson won't be there in three, so they didn't do that. The Eagles also are reportedly interested in trading back into the top 10 if a quarterback were to fall in the event that, like, a guy like Justin Fields and Mymock falls, they may trade back in. So we'll see what the Eagles do. But their biggest needs, everybody knows, are corner, linebacker, and receiver. It's obvious. The biggest thing I know with this draft class is that 
the wide receiver and cornerback classes are extremely weak. I, the receivers especially, there are some guys in the second round and the first round that I think are really good, and the corners especially as well. I don't think the Eagles have to reach for corner right here, because as much as I like Farley and Horn, they do have a lot of concerns. Farley, it's health. Horn, it's, I'm just skeptical about him. I'm going to take Jalen Waddle at 12. I think he's better than Devontae Smith, and I think he can do it all. Oh, yeah, no, I, I got the same pick. Um, they need a receiver. Um, you you don't – I mean, look, they drafted Jalen Rager in the first round uh, last year. I mean, look, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is not becoming anything. Unless you think Travis Fulgham is the the savior of that position with the Eagles, they, they have to take Jalen Waddle, who I don't even know is going to fall this far. I, I've seen the Giants are interested – uh, I, I mean, the Lions could go with him. Really, I mean, there's a chance maybe Denver goes receiver if they don't think they have enough there. I always there's a potential for that. Exactly. I mean, Sutton's contract expires soon. I think they'll pick up his option. No, he's a second round pick. Um, they got KJ Hamler. So exactly. They got KJ Hamler. They got Jerry Judy. Uh, I think they're set there. I mean, tight end. They got no fan. They they don't really need to take any sort of offensive weapon this year. I think the Eagles are set I, if they take Jalen Waddle, though. I think that you can develop Rager into a solid wide receiver, too, then, and not really force him to be something he's not. Uh, you can make Jalen Waddle, assuming he stays healthy, you can have him become that dynamic wide receiver one. So I, I think that that'd be the best option for the Eagles. I agree. And the other guy here that would be key to watch is Micah Parsons because – the Eagles haven't drafted linebacker in forty in the first round in forty-two years, and for whatever reason, they just don't like them. They're like rats poison. They're like rat poison to them. So yep. they won't touch a linebacker. But if if he's here, I totally think they should consider drafting him because linebacker is by far and away their most glare, like one of their most glaring holes, and it's not as deep of a position in this draft class as corner and wide receiver are. Exactly, um, I could totally see them taking him too. Because the Eagles, they just have so many holes that you can't limit them to really taking one position uh, in terms of what they they – they have options, but I, I think really just wide receiver corner is their big option, but I wouldn't be surprised if they took Parsons either. For sure. They, they just don't have a lot of young talent on the roster. It's all old veterans on large contracts that over the next – three seasons you're going to see fade out whether it's by trade or just not resigning or just cutting them is that's just what it's going to be and there's rumors Kelsey's going to retire after the season so he, the reports he's going to retire before this like he wasn't going to resign if he's going to retire so we'll see what happens but that is the completion of our top 12 mock drafts I am Trayvon Hastings he is the one and only Matt Lenzik, and thank you guys for tuning in to the very first episode of the On the Clock Sports podcast. We hope you guys continue to view.